Quick warning for drivers, this episode of IOM Recommends contains traffic sounds and the ambient soundscape of a city. Mincy is a DJ, producer, label owner and promoter based in Sydney, Australia. The trajectory of dance music in Sydney and a broader Australia runs parallel to and diverges from that of dance music in the UK in some fascinating ways, but Sydney's battles with authority and its fight to retain a vibrant underground are entirely unique. Minty is so involved with dance music in so many different ways we thought she'd be well-placed to introduce us to the city. Without further ado, IOM recommends Sydney with Minty. IOM recommends local scenes, global conversations. So, right, um, could you please introduce yourself, tell me where you're from and a bit about your music career? Yeah, um, my name is Mincy. Um, I'm a DJ, producer and uh, record, I run a record label and I, I'm a promoter as well, I guess. Um, I live in Sydney, Australia. I have lived here all of my life except for a two-year stint that I did in London a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, I DJ. I started DJing uh, five years ago. I started producing about a year and a half ago, um, promoting four years ago, and the record label's a year and a half old as well. Um, so yeah, it's a, still a part-time role. I love it to be full-time, but that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, what made you move back to Sydney from London? Uh, my visa expired, or I would have stayed there forever, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I love Sydney, and I do have, like, obviously it's my home. I have a lot of love for it. Actually, like if I think about, for example, your Keep Hush set, is there like much of an appetite for that kind of music in Sydney? Because it's it's so like, it feels super London. Yeah, it's definitely growing. Um, Sydney's always had a pretty pretty major um, underground scene for all things based. So, uh, I mean, there's a really huge dubstep community here. Um, there's a really, really strong drum and bass community and jungle community here. Um, I guess the, the stuff I play more garage breaks, um, that kind of thing, it's definitely has been one of the smaller crews, very tight knit crews. Um, but it is over the last few years, substantially growing probably through the growth of a lot of like online forums, you know, like Facebook groups and stuff like that. And, uh, having a bit more access to that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, definitely now, I mean, there's some of the biggest parties in Sydney are stuff like Garage and Breaks. Do you think like Sydney slash general Australia's influence what you play and what you make at all? Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Like Australia has a, a really particular sound when it comes to the dance music that they make here. And I guess the appetite that the, the kind of general commercial uh, punter has in, in all around Australia, not just Sydney. Um, so it can be tricky. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of it um, and I don't know how much it would influence what I do. Um, but yeah, the, you do kind of have to sit to a certain extent without you know losing who you are and what you make to a certain extent, try and open the doors to some of the crowds that you perhaps wouldn't usually appease um, or, or they wouldn't usually kind of be into what you play. Um, but I do try to stick as close as I can to what I really love and what I want to play. So where do you like to go to eat in Sydney? Yeah, so where do I eat? So I live um, in, I live in inner West Sydney. Um, so we, Sydney as a whole has a really amazing uh, 
diverse community of different ethnicities and backgrounds and things like that, which is amazing for us and, and the food that's available and the restaurants that are available and things like that. Um, we have an amazing Middle Eastern, uh, you know, diverse group of restaurants and foods and cuisines and stuff here, um, same with lots of different Asian backgrounds. Um, I, the places I eat, I guess, Western Sydney a lot for anything kind of Middle Eastern, um, Chinatown for any of the Asian stuff, and then, yeah, Newtown, which is kind of near us for your kind of pub grub. Anything kind of real Aussie, you know, old school Aussie, Newtown sort of area. Any um, particular spots, like names of spots that you can recommend? Yeah, so um, where would be the sort of place I'd go? El Jana is a pretty, is a bit of an institution and um, a Western Sydney institution for all of these kind of charcoal chicken. Um, it's a pretty big kind of name. I mean, I don't know if the, a lot of the guys that do a lot of Western Sydney drill, they spend a lot of time there. <laughs> Um, so that's probably one of my favourites. Uh, China, Chinatown, I mean, basically anywhere in Chinatown is amazing. There's lots of Korean barbecue places. A lot of people just standing out the front kind of hustling you into the restaurants. We have a lot of places, a lot of yum cha places as well, um, which is like little dumplings that come around our carts. I never actually found anywhere like that when I lived in the UK, so that was one thing I missed a lot being over there. Um so, yeah, there's another amazing restaurant called Golden Century, which is like a 24-hour restaurant. I think it's open till about 5 in the morning. That's really good for post-gig post feeds. <laughs> um, yeah, they're probably the go-tos. And, uh, yeah, pub-wise, I mean, the Gladstone uh, in Chippendale is one we go to a lot for anything. But they, have, they have a really good um, Australian music scene there as well. They really push a lot of the local artists, so try to support them the best we can, and the food's good as well. Um, where do you go to, like, just to have a drink pre-dance or...? Um, okay, so where would I go to drink beforehand? Uh, probably Marrickville. So Marrickville's another really amazing area, um, kind of near where we are as well. Um, there's a lot of small bars there. There's the Marrickville Hotel that I really love. There's the Marrickville Bowling Club, which is kind of turned into a sort of weird, um, unexpected haunt for a lot of us. Uh, you can play lawn bowls there drinks are really cheap and we all kind of live around there it's a bit of an industrial area so they're quite lucky not a lot of noise complaints or anything like that um those are my kind of two go-to spots as I said the Gladstone I love going to the Gladstone if I'm heading towards the city and I've got a gig in the city um yeah they're the go-tos really nice um where do you go to dance yeah, so Sydney is an amazing spot. Um, we have, a, you know, we kind of got a bad rap for a while there when we had the lockout laws and stuff uh, like that, but that's done. They're over, lockdown's over. I mean, you probably know we had a bit of an extended lockdown, so we're really only just starting to bounce back. Um, but, yeah, we're back in action. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's kind of two different worlds of scenes here when it comes to bass music and, and that sort of thing. Um, scene one is the club scene. So we have some amazing clubs, uh, Club 77 in King's Cross, which is a total institution. Um, 77's great. Uh, there's Universal on Oxford Street. Universal is a, probably one of our bigger clubs. They host a lot of the techno nights. Um, they also have a lot of the queer events on there, which hold a really big part of the techno scene in Sydney and some really amazing shows. Um, smaller ones, there's Tokyo Sing Song at Newtown. It's like a little underground dungeon bar 
Um, they have a lot of the after parties of artists, a lot of smaller events. Ben UFO just did an all, all night event there recently. Um, yeah, lots of guys like that. They do a lot of start to finish nights. People get a really good long, you know, seven hour romp down there. <laughs> One artist. <laughs> um, there's Lansdowne Upstairs, which is another pub, which is now really, it has always really championed Australian live music and now moving more towards the electronic side of things. I mean, and then there's a couple of other ones, Bridge Hotel, the Ivy is a massive one as well. And then on the other side of it, we have a huge warehouse community. Um, lot of big underground warehouse parties. Um, kind of those need to know someone to find them, but yeah, heaps of um, heaps of UK artists have played them. Lots, there was a Zed Bias one recently, just before lockdown. Um, who else has played? Lots of different people have played down there. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good thing to kind of try and get into if you know the right people. <laughs> There's been no rules, do whatever you want down there. No. Um, so yeah, that's where you'd find the real kind of garage, grime, jungle, bass music, tech, you know, like kind of left field techno parties. And um, do you think the lockout laws affected the scene much for the time that they, they were in place? Because I remember going to Sydney and like, it was quite a struggle to, to go out and in the same way you would in like Melbourne, for example. I don't know, I wonder if it affected the scene or if everyone just like made it work. Uh, I don't know if it quite affected the scene, but it certainly affected the availability of it. Um, I mean, clubs were just shutting down left, right and centre. Um, we had a really amazing um, strip of clubs called King's Cross, which was notorious for being, you know, I mean, they've made TV shows about how loose it was up there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, you know, there was like 20 clubs up there, thousands of people every night, and that, that is where the lockout laws originated from. So um, they, they shut that down. All the clubs left. It's now been gentrified, unfortunately. Um, what it did do was kind of push the scene underground, and I think this is probably one of our... I mean, some people have made documentaries about this too, is we all just sort of went underground and we did our own thing, and that is where this huge warehouse community has kind of popped up from. Um, a few clubs did survive it, barely, you know, just and good on them. But they must, they must be in so much debt. I have no idea how they did it, but they've held on. Um, but yeah, the availability of it, and, and it also has probably made things a little more tricky to just being able to roll into a club and hear something new and um, not planning your night out because you kind of have to have a game plan then because the clubs are now so spread out across Sydney. We don't have that kind of central hub of them anymore, I guess, apart from the warehouse spots. But um, the other thing it kind of did was, because the lockout laws were only for a certain amount of kilometre radius from the city. So it pushed clubs out, which also made them quite cool and accessible to a lot more people that didn't usually get to go. So some clubs started popping up in Western Sydney. It's quite a distance from Sydney. I mean, Australia in general is enormous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it can be like 21 Britons in Australia. Yeah. Uh, so Sydney <laughs> is huge. So, you know, like um, some of the clubs moving more towards the West made things a lot more accessible to the people at West who are all making some pretty amazing music, like amazing DJs and amazing live artists. Um, so yeah, I think what it did as well was just kind of move it away from the city, move it away from the suits that kind of ruin the night sometimes and made the community much closer for sure. Could you um, explain the lockout laws for anyone who doesn't know what they are? Just because we're talking about it, but... 
Right, so the lockout laws started, I think, around about eight years ago, and they started from one particular incident where um, there was a, a fight, or not even a fight, there was two guys out on a night out in King's Cross where we were talking about, and um, this kind of roided up idiot uh, hit a guy in the head and he fell to the floor and died. Um, and terrible situation, but rather than kind of punishing the few bad ones, they punished the whole city and had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. Australia's had and still does have a bit of a conservative government. Um, you know, we're constantly fighting them with all things, festivals and going out and stuff like that. So they put a curfew essentially on clubs where they weren't allowed to let anyone in from, I think it was 1am and all clubs had stopped serving alcohol by three. This is a while ago. They might not be the exact facts, but something along those lines. Um, and yeah, it, it, it just totally immobilized like so many of these clubs. They just couldn't survive. Like clubs opening at 11, closing at one, like, so that was that. And, and we fought it. There was uh, rallies and stuff like that fought really hard. A whole political party started because of this movement called Keep Sydney Open, um, who did some amazing things to get Sydney to bounce back. So um, pretty quickly they realised that by by like stopping us all going to the city, nobody went anymore and the economy sort of stopped with all things nighttime based. So they're gone now and um, things are slowly rebuilding piece by piece. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. Finally. Finally, um, yeah. <laughs> where do you go to dig for records? Yeah, so um, also another big thing that's really popping up in Australia, which is very surprising because shipping to Australia is astronomical. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that rec- record sales are going crazy and pressing labs here, you know, just with my label Extra Spicy, like, we're starting to move into the uh, vinyl world of things and, and the waiting times, as I'm hearing in the UK, is just crazy, um, which is great. Like, what a cool thing. Um, but, yeah, in terms of secondhand stuff and, and also just going to have a bit of a dig, um, my number one is the record. It's actually called The Record Store on Crown Street in the city. Um, they're kind of the original and the best. They were the ones stocking dubstep and jungle and all the really – good stuff that was coming in from the UK really early on. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also another really great one that's turned into a bit of an institution as well, which is on uh, King Street in Newtown called Something Else Records. They're more um, techno, dub bass, minimal sort of stuff. Um, They're really great. There's also a local guy called Junior Stacks who definitely needs to have one of the biggest shout-outs of all because he imports and talks to all the labels in the UK and uh, bulk imports all the records from, you know, like Interplanetary Criminal and all those sort of guys that are doing doing this sort of thing. Right. Imports them in so we save shipping costs and then we all buy them off him. So <laughs> he's about. And then there's um, we have a few really good record fairs as well. Glee Record Fair is probably my one that I go to when I just want to spend a couple of hours with no real purpose of what I'm going to buy. Nice. Um, where do you go to escape? So that can be like any kind of city space, but that kind of gets you away from the noise, I suppose. Yeah, so I'm really lucky. Obviously, I live in Sydney, so it's a coastal town of Australia and we have some of the best beaches in the world. Um, My escape nine times out of ten is heading to one of our beaches. So Bondi, Tamarama, um, 
you know, any of those sort of spots, you can pretty much just go sideways from my house and you'll end up at a beach at some point along the coast. Um, obviously, anything that's eastern suburbs based like on Long Tamarama, they, they also have a lot of great bars and clubs around there. So head that way for the day and then stay for a few drinks in the night is kind of my go. Um, I also, if I'm kind of making a weekend of it, I'll kind of go a couple hours out of Sydney to a place called the Blue Mountains. Lots of good, like, bushwalking and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm a bit more of a nature person. I don't do a lot of the other stuff on the sides, to be honest. Um, I mean, there are a few parks around Sydney that I will also head to. Nice. I mean, the Blue Mountains are so beautiful. You guys are so lucky to have that. So lucky. I mean, like, that is the downside of being somewhere like here where you just don't have access to those things, like... Yeah, that's the one thing I really missed in the UK was I think that's the only thing that really would have made me consider coming apart from the visa was just uh, I don't I didn't realise how much I kind of needed that escape with just, like, greenery, yeah. you know, and, and it, beaches and fresh air. It's here, but for some reason, like, I feel like when you're in London, you just don't really leave. Like, it feels like it's quite claustrophobic and you don't ever seem to, like, get uh, out. Because it seems like so much of an effort to just, like, you know, no one has a car, so you can't just jump in the car and, like... Yeah, that's the other thing, too, right? No one has a car. No one can get anywhere. That was another real culture shock for me. Um, where are your... Or what, slash, where are your favourite local cultural organisations? So, like, anything, I guess, music-based, labels, radio, crews? Ah, yeah, cool, Okay. And again, Marrickville Inner West is for me the hub of all of this. So um, I play on a local, we have a really, really cool um, few underground radio stations who are just so supportive of all things Australian music, Australian artists, up and coming stuff. I personally play on one called Orbital Radio, which is one of the newer ones. Uh, it was set up by two really great guys, Ezra and Johnny, who started it the day that lockdown hit. Um, so they both were out of work and um, they got about building a radio station. So we play down there. That's in Marrickville. Um, there is also a few other ones. There's a really great one called Nomad who do a lot of really cool stuff with a lot of the other Orbital is a little bit more, they do live music and, you know, there's like country and western shows and it's, a, it's kind of that NTS, I guess. Not always electronic. You kind of get a bit of a mixed bag. Nomad is probably kind of like our represent kind of radio kind of thing. So they're really cool. They're hanging about. And then our kind of rinse, I guess, is uh, FBI Radio, who um, are FM-based. Um, but they they have an awesome roster of people and they have a lot of people in to do guest mix and stuff like that and they have a very big listener base. So, um, yeah, they're kind of my ones. I mean, again, the sound system crews are probably doing a huge amount for the culture here as well. They run parties and stuff. There's a few of them hanging about, so... Um, there's like Honey Trap Sound System is probably the main one to shout out. All women-based crew who built sound systems. So Sydney's first ever female-led sound system, which is cool. Um, there's the Inner West Reggae Disco Machine who do a lot of reggae and dub, and they really are—they're the ones that are always at parks and stuff. And there's also Foreign Dub who do uh, a lot of big parties, a lot of warehouse parties and stuff. Um, Label-wise and crew-wise, there's heaps here. There are so many people and we're all... I think the thing I love here too is 
we're all friends and we all collaborate on parties together. You know, like artist fees can be really expensive to get people over sometimes from overseas. So we all pull our money together and throw these big parties with like friends. So uh, yeah, the main ones here would be like Big Things, Asylum, Construct, Dunge, My Label Extra Spicy, we do a lot, Body Promise, and another few guys called Shed. Um, so I guess we all kind of have a different style and then we find artists that cross over and we do cool parties together. And most of those guys all release music on on labels as well or a lot of Aussie-based stuff. So yeah, they're kind of the ones keeping the wheels moving here. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that's quite an array. It's like, it's interesting because obviously your shade is so big, but the, the population compared to the size is so small, but there seems to be yeah. so much within that. It's real funny, you know, like we all live kind of in the same area and I don't know if that is uh, a result of us all being friends listening to the same music or if it, we, we lived here first and then we kind of started doing this stuff. Because um, you're right, Sydney's enormous populations are not, not that, not as big as or d- as dense as a lot of other places. Commercially, it's not, you know, what we listen to is not, not kind of a big thing here, so... When you do listen to it, you know, the people here are so accepting and, you know, some of the, we've got, you know, Aussie Facebook groups of base people and stuff that people just write posts and then going, I've just moved here, can I come out with you? And the next minute you see them out every week and they're friends with everyone. And, um, yeah, it is a really, honestly a really beautiful, amazing community here. I mean, it, even the drum and bass scene is beyond any other scene I've ever met before. That everyone knows each other and everyone is friends there. Like, it is so mind-blowing how good they are (laughs) do you think that well there always is but how do you think there's space for sydney to like innovate in terms of culturally the scene i know that politically there's lots of space for that but there's still room for improvement i want to say yeah so i mean i guess in terms of uh, like how parties are run and what's going on i'm forever harping on about representation of all ethnicities and representation of more women um there is unfortunately still a big disparity i think between like all male lineups and good solid diverse lineups so sydney definitely still has a few lessons to grow with that i mean but that's just a universal problem around the world as well really um aside from that i mean i think we're doing pretty good down here <laughs> um yeah i mean i really you know i'd really love to see what fun aside from it being political that you know there was talk of um so just a lot of red tape in Australia, um, like in terms of running parties and what's available and what's possible. You know, I miss things I've missed in the UK, like street parties and stuff like that. To run something like that in Australia, you know, you're probably going to get searched by a sniffer dog or whatever because it's just very heavily policed here at times. So I'm really hoping that we can make it, a, you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of work to try and make a real solid change to some of the over-policing and cutting some of the red tape, you know, being able to run just run a small show in a shop or whatever and without having to go, go through a thousand hoops with the council and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and do you think, or how do you think, the scene in Sydney differs from, like, other big Australian cities? Do you think there's anything unique about it? I think we're probably one of the most diverse, that's for sure. Um, Perth, for instance, on the East Coast... Uh, sorry, on the West Coast... <laughs> Um, they're really drum and bass focused. Um, you won't find much 
uh, garage or any of that sort of stuff over there. Um, they kind of, it's drum and bass or nothing a little bit. Um, Melbourne, uh, you know, they're always the cool arty cousin of Sydney. Always, there's always a little bit of that like uh, playful fight between the two of our cities of who's the coolest. Um, so Melbourne's very techno based. You know, I'm sure a lot of people who have visited from the UK and overseas have seen this. If they've ever been to Melbourne, they would have been to Revs, Revolver Club, which is like an institution, right? <laughs> um, but I also shout out Revs. I play it all the time. Yeah, so I think, and, and then, you know, Brisbane kind of, they're just kind of, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time up there, so I don't want to insult anyone in Brisbane, but from what I'm seeing, they're just starting to really uh, wake up a bit. They, there was a lot going on up there, but they're just starting to pop up with some really cool crews, like a really good little solid dubstep crew up there and a really good solid little like breaks community and stuff, which is awesome. But I think Sydney, yeah, the thing that sets us apart is there's just really, everyone really likes all the different genres. And so we can have some really great cross genre parties and, you know, collaborations with different, you know, this reggae sound system running for this this artist that isn't reggae or, you know, like things like that, I think we are. And then obviously this like trauma bond that we all have from being locked away from the lockout laws for so long that now we just go pretty, pretty ham. Footloose, right? We kept on saying it was like being the Footloose movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. That, that kind of is, I don't want I don't want to say silver lining because obviously lockout laws were horrible, but um, yeah. it is a silver lining because then when you come out of it, it's like this newfound freedom and you've had like double whammy with the lockdown totally. lockout laws and now it's like oh my god we're actually free yeah so it's kind of like how you guys had the freedom week over there uh when when uh lockdown finished when the lockout laws finished we had that but like times a thousand like oh, yeah. you know but but actually funnily enough um the lockout laws finished like a few weeks before lockdown yeah, I don't know. There's all sorts of conspiracy theories around that, but um, <laughs> taking that what you will. But yeah, I think now is actually when things are really going to start. Like we've only been back in clubs for two weeks, but uh, I just got off. Of, oh, we have lots of boat parties. Maybe I should have mentioned that too. Because ah. we're on the water. We have heaps of boat parties as well. So I just played one on the weekends, 450 person capacity or whatever. Nice. Um, big three-level thing in the 30-degree sun, which is fun. Ah. Um, yeah, so it's all kind of popping off now. So I think this this summer is going to be one of the best yet, for sure. Oh, well, that's a great way to end it. I'm very jealous. We're just going into our awful winter. I've got like a sliver of sun right now, which is like unheard of, as you know. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know, right? You just cherish it. 